What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rising Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rising Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Huss, and today I have Sarah Pierce with me. Um, she is a local I, I think from the, she's going to surprise me. So I, I am local. <laughs> she is from the Lansing area and she also runs the 517 Facebook page. Um, I'm sure she has her hands in a bunch of other things that we'll, I'm sure, learn about. So with that being said, how are you doing today, Sarah? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to meet you both. Yeah, it's a pleasure. He, yeah, he, he's on, he like, He's not on camera, but Joey's my cameraman. Okay. That's who she's referring to. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to mention him or if he's like the invisible man who's not here. Like, you know, but okay. I think he wants to be invisible. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I get that. So uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I, um, it's been busy. You know, I've been working a lot on uh, growing 517 Living. Um, and how long have you been in the group, in the 517 like, Living community less group? Than less like, than a year. Like ever since I started the podcast. How did you find it? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe someone added you to it. Uh, no, I messaged because I'm pretty sure I messaged you. And I was like, I can't because I was, I was trying to post my, my videos in the that's, page. That is right. Yes. Yes. Because when you reached out to me for this podcast, I saw your old message. So it was right about when you were starting to get the word out about your podcast. So, yeah, that's uh, 517 Living. I started that back in 2014. That started as a Twitter account. And um, at the time I started it, I had really zero experience with growing online communities. I had done some social media for local businesses and things like that, but uh, it was kind of on a whim. I just opened the Twitter account. I was at a point in my life where um, I felt kind of stagnant. I didn't have much going on. I had no direction career-wise. I had been hopping from job to job. I probably had had, I think over 40 jobs at that point holy cow nothing that i was in love with i had gone to school for psychology and then had just gone straight into sales and marketing and since you know every job that i was going into wasn't really like something i was super passionate about they just didn't stick you know with i felt like 
you know, things weren't going that great. I just looked for the next best option. But I, when I started that Twitter account, I was really looking for ways to get more out of living in the greater Langston area because um, my experience with it at that time was that the only thing going on for entertainment really was going to the movies, going to the bars, nothing that was super enriching. So I was like, you know, I want to know about uh, the cool festivals that I'm finding out about after they've happened. I want to know about, <laughs> you know, the the small, like, intimate concerts and shows and art galleries. Um, you know, I want to know about the fun events that are unique, hosted by small businesses. So I started that Twitter account. I started sharing, um, retweeting content from small businesses about their events, and I saw that other people were really um, interested in that. So I or I started the website 517living.com. I added a front-end submission calendar on there so that people could add all their events to it. And then I created that group that you found, um, 517living Community. And the point of that group was really to drive traffic to my main website because I didn't have a whole lot of marketing money. Um, so that was kind of the process of how the group came about. That is really cool. Um, I I am going to say that I've learned a lot about our community from the Facebook page. That's I, great. Good. I before I before I joined, I didn't know about all these like the things you had mentioned, the festivals, the art galleries, all these different things going on, and uh, it's kind of cool to see how how like night or uh, how tight knit. I couldn't say that. <laughs> How tight knit our community is. Yeah. I mean, because like by doing this podcast, I've interviewed people, and they they know this like some of the same people I've interviewed. I'm like, geez, this is crazy. Like, it's like this this community. Yeah, it is such a like intricate spider web. How everyone is connected, um, and I love seeing those connections start in the group where you know someone will ask for a recommendation on something, or they'll post about something that they want to share, and then to see people making those connections and then those connections create more connections and the more that happens you know yeah the closer our community becomes the more people feel supported and you know there's a lot of research that shows that having that sense of belonging with your community is just does you know worlds of good for your mental health and in your physical health as a result well i think you're single-handedly responsible for bringing the community together I mean, because... Well, I can't do it alone, but I appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, I would say that, um, yeah, it, at the time I started it, I, there wasn't really, that I knew of, there wasn't much like it, um, but I can see that it has definitely helped build a sense of community for a lot of people. I know that before I joined, the thing that I went to to uh, like kind of see what was going on in our, I guess, local community, community, like our neighborhood and everything, was the Nextdoor app. And then yeah. I and then I joined yours, and then it doesn't seem like anybody uses Nextdoor anymore. It's weird. <laughs> I have a Nextdoor account, but it's it seems less to me, um, like less personable. Kind yeah. Of. It's like maybe I just don't. I'm not fami familiar enough with it. I probably should try to take some time to explore that app you don't a little need more. To. No, you don't need to. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. No. Okay, good to know. No, all I see on there is like people posting about their crappy neighbors and oh yeah whatnot. yeah oh, yeah yeah and that that's one thing that i uh like about having facebook book group is i am able to kind of filter out the negative content and stuff like that and there's so many groups in the area that if someone does want to complain about something they can 
find a group where plenty of people <laughs> will hear them. But I'm like, let's just make one spot. You know, the world has enough, like, <laughs> enough toxicity, especially <laughs> on social, social media. Yeah. I'm like, let's just have one spot where people can um, connect with each other without worrying about being roasted uh, or, you know, ha- getting bad reviews on their small business, especially during a pandemic, you know. Yeah. So I can filter out a lot of the negativity. Now, do you think that um, during the pandemic, obviously, like small businesses were hurt a lot um, because they had to shut down and whatnot. Do you think that through them using the 517 app, it was able to kind of help help their their clientele a little bit more? Yeah, I think that, man, Facebook, thank goodness for Facebook during the pandemic. um, It allowed people to kind of come together together. figure out ways to adapt to the situation, um, come up with creative ideas. Uh, we had, during the pandemic, um, we had created a, uh, like a resource guide for people. So it was like pinned to the top of our group where it's like, are you struggling? Do you need uh, food? Do you need medical assistance? Do you need you know help with the bills? These are the resources you use. Um, and then later on it was like, okay, people are really needing childcare. Here's a spot to go for that. So it was a really good um, hub for people who needed help in the pandemic. And then also um, things as people adapted during that time, um, we started being able to share people's virtual events on the group because a lot of people were live streaming their music or live streaming their poetry or uh, community meetings. And so that became a hub for sharing virtual events. And it's a good place for people to connect for all kinds of needs. So what's the process like uh, as far as having to run the Facebook page? Do you have like a, a team of people? Or is it just you? It's just me. It's just you. Yeah, it's And just is it like me. a full-time job? You know, I would it, would it can take as little or as much time as I want. And you know how addictive <laughs> like social media can be. <laughs> so I, I found myself getting sucked into the rabbit hole of like checking notifications and um, maybe getting – just into that mindless like scroll but if i can just be intentional about the time i spend on the group it actually takes very little time because uh all of the group members they provide the content and on the um, actual event calendar the event hosts add their own events so my job really is to make sure that people know about the different platforms right and to uh moderate them so obviously a lot of my time is just like making sure that um, the platforms are being used correctly. So do you get to personally choose what people post and don't post? Yes and no. So I actually have it set up since the group has grown at this point. It's like coming up to 34,000. So I I have it set up to be very automated. So um, people within a certain radius that meet certain qualifications, if they request to join the group, they are automatically approved. Um, So I don't have to constantly be approving members. Also, um, I have it set up so that members of the group who take the time to actually learn about our group, they'll find our pinned post, which is our group rules post, and it has instructions in that rules post of how to become a pre-approved poster. That's and where I didn't. That's where I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm d- like, why isn't it letting me post? <laughs> yeah, but you're you have it now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, Basically, what will happen is people will read these rules that are pinned to the top of the group, and if it'll tell on there, like, comment on this post 
say I agree to these rules. And if they do that, then I change their member status to pre-approved posting status. So that means they can post without me having to approve it. Oh. And so, and that's just taking them on good faith that they're going to follow the rules. And if I catch that they're not, then I, then they lose that status. How many people don't follow the rules? Hmm. Uh, the majority. <laughs> I mean, the majority because I only have uh, out of thirty-four thousand people in the group. Uh, maybe a few thousand have pre-approved posting status. So that means that the majority wow. of them haven't followed the number one rule of agreeing <laughs> to the rules, you know, but th- I understand it and I don't judge anybody. Maybe people just want to be silent and they want to see what's going on and they don't, they just don't that, want to post. That is a lot. That is a lot of people because, um, yeah, not everybody has something that they need to share. A lot of times they're just looking to, um, have their temperature, have the temperature of the community know what's going on. Right. The right verbiage, I don't know. But <laughs> they they just want to see what's going on, see the news. Um, but I'd say the overwhelming majority, even though most of them don't have pre-approved status, most of the people get it, that it's a good vibe zone. They're there just to connect, to learn, um, and to be part of the community. And then very few, like I very rarely have to block people from the group, but that's usually what I do if someone's not following the good vibes rule i like that rule yeah good vibes me too, me too. <laughs> um do you find that the people who major majority major the majority of people that you i can't talk today i don't know why i'm doing a podcast <laughs> you're good <laughs> makes me feel more comfortable like i can make mistakes and it's okay yeah absolutely um so do you feel that the majority of people that use the platform post on there um, are like business owners or people just trying to promote things like myself at the podcast? You know, it's hard to say. I, I was just thinking the other day how it would be really nice if I could get better data. Um, if, if I sent out like a survey to every single person in the group, which I don't even know how I could figure out how to do that. There's got to be some type of software. But I'm like, I wonder how many people in here are in here for promoting their business. How many people are in here because they're just new to the area. You know, all those different um I don't know, demographics, but I would say I think it's half and half because I see a lot of the posts are people sharing this is my business, this is an event I have coming up, but then the other half are people who are like, I'm looking for um, childcare, I'm looking for a new doctor, I'm looking for this. Hey, has anyone had an experience like this? So it's probably half and half. Again, that goes back to where it's just like an overall like good tool to use. Because like for yeah. me personally, I think it's a really good tool as far as promoting like a podcast or like a business or anything like that. Um, but then like I'm also not one to share a lot on Facebook. I don't pu- I don't put up a lot of posts or anything like on my personal Facebook. So yeah. I'm not going to go to like 517 Living and start posting like, oh, hey, this is my flowers in my backyard or whatever. Yeah, but that <laughs> would be welcome if you did want to share your flowers would, in your backyard. I would hope so because that'd be Some a good people vibe. Do that. That'd be a good vibe, right? Yeah, it would be. Um, so I'm not one to do that. You know, so I, I kind of like it because I can go there too and just kind of sit back and see what's going on. I don't have to, I don't have to post or, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, absolutely. How much time do you spend on it a day? Because I know for a while, I, well, I'm addicted to social media. I can't get off of it. It's really bad. No, I know. And it's so hard. Like, it's hard when your job I, is tied to it in some yeah. way. It's hard to not be. Um, Man, how much time do I spend on it? Too much. That <laughs> I mean, too much, probably. I, I would really like to be more intentional. And, and that, that's actually why a few years back, it was shortly after I got married, I think like probably so about three years ago, um, I 
deactivated oh, my, my happy anniversary uh-huh, by thank the way you. yeah yeah <laughs> yesterday was our three year um so right around that time i deactivated my personal account that had like m- that was more of my like family photos and stuff like that because i started feeling mm, just not overexposed really but there was like overstimulation of just like so many notifications and when it was coming from my personal account i'm like oh, i can't miss these these are people i care about mm-hmm. and i like you know what if i really want to care about people and be more intentional about loving them and stuff like that i want to change my platform to like a more intimate personal setting for my personal connections and i want to keep social media about the promotional stuff the stuff that everybody needs to know so now most of my personal communication i do by phone and i have like private whatsapp groups with my family and stuff and then uh social media uh that's the facebook i've got you know the twitter and stuff like that and so you don't have a personal social media i no longer have an actual personal social media account um and it was kind of a confusing transition because in order to have my page and my group i have to actually have a quote-unquote personal account but right. i just don't use it for my personal stuff you won't see a whole lot of photos of me and stuff like that and that has helped me kind of disengage <laughs> from it a little bit when i when i invite people on the podcast i'm like who is this person so i like go to their <laughs> i'll go to their like their account and i'll look at try to look at their pictures and i'm like oh, there's no pictures of yeah her. <laughs> yeah you, i like that i like being a little bit uh private having a little anonymity but um so you go on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, then I get here and you're like, we're live streaming this or something. But uh, we're not. No, so yeah. You. you were planning. Yeah. We not, were going not to. Yet, not we yet. Were going to. <laughs> um, but the, let's see, how much time do I spend? I would say realistically actual work that I do, um, I'd say just maybe a, at the most a few hours a day on 517 Living because I have a separate business that I run that's an e-commerce business called Tally Partners and that um, that requires more of my attention for customer service and actual physical things like shipping out products and stuff. So you own a business? Yeah. I took over oh. a business um, about, I mean, I think it's been about two years now uh, from a woman. Um, <laughs> she It was a very just kind of God thing. Like I did not see this coming. Uh, she just happened to connect with me the first time she met with me uh she's like hey i have found myself in a position where i can no longer run my business and i need someone to take it over and i took it over that was our first i didn't take it over immediately but that was our first conversation and she had known that i you know have an online presence with 517 living and stuff like that and um i don't think she would mind me saying because she's pretty public about it but she um, was diagnosed with cancer and she really wanted to hone in on healing, focusing on like fighting the cancer and everything like this. And she said, I need someone to take over this business that I built from scratch. And I need someone who knows how to do e-commerce, handle online stuff, do shipping, stuff like that. And with my work history, having had like 40 jobs, (laughs) I had the experience. I had done e-commerce for businesses. I had done shipping. I had done, you know, all that type of stuff. So I'm like, you know, I think I can do this. Let's do it. And it, it didn't happen overnight. It was a process for sure. But so, how long know. have you been running that? I think that was a, I think that was about two years ago. Wow. So. So it, do you work out of your house? Do you have an office? That was the other thing. That's why I was like, it's kind of a god thing because my uh, husband had just had this big barn built uh, that 
just right before that happened and um that was one of the stipulations she was like if someone takes over my business they need to have a place to keep thousands of items that i have had made and at the time she was having these items made um they're like comfort items they're like knee cushions arm cushions uh, neck cushions all these things for people who have discomfort while they're sleeping a lot of people who are in hospice and stuff like that she had them made in china at the time and so she would have to order them in really big quantities and so i filled up you know half the barn with stuff and i moved my office out there wow yeah so what kind of things do you ship out those are those, those are the things? items yeah same, same items okay. except for um there's gonna be a small change um with everything that has happened and with my focus of more like local um i am in the process of working on finding new manufacturers um because also it's extremely expensive to have uh stuff shipped from china right now yeah I quite a bit more expensive than imagine. when she started yeah. it's probably difficult to get supplies right you know i I could probably still get them. It's just the shipping costs went up by about eight times. And when, wow. yeah, and on top of that, there's some extra fees and stuff like that. So it it just wouldn't really make, it would make more sense for me to really put in the time and effort to find a really good U.S.-based manufacturer who would be able to work with me. <laughs> at, like, But, you know, I'm going to have to find someone price-wise who I can afford, too. So that's the give and take, you know. So what kind of things are you shipping out? They are – I wish I had one with me so I could show you. There's a lot of people, not just women, but it seems to be a lot of women are my customers, um, particularly side sleepers who experience a lot of discomfort, bone-on-bone discomfort when they're sleeping. That's um, me. Yeah, between the knees. Yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah. I sleep with a pillow between my knees. Yeah, so you would uh, be like my customer basically. And some people um, – even though this is a very simple product, it's like basically a sponge with cloth around it, and you you pull it up over your knee, tie it on, and you sleep with it. That's the probably the most popular item I sell. Um, even though it's simple and it's cheaply made, uh, and some people are like, "This is complete garbage." There's <laughs> other people who are like, "This has changed my life. This has been the product I've been looking for all my life." And those are the reviews where I'm like, "Hey, this is it's worth it." Can it's, I get one of them? Yeah, you can have one. I, I'll get you one. I have a lot of them. I would love so. that because, seriously, I have a, a little pillow that I sleep with every night, and my wife makes fun of me because I'm like, I cannot sleep without that pillow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you hate it, it's okay because <laughs> I, you can tell me. I will, I'll take your feedback. But now, uh, how thick are the sponges? They are about an inch and a half. Are they pretty? Is that my phone? Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just going to shut it off. Um, that's so unprofessional. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> um, so are they pretty? Uh, the uh, are the sponges pretty firm? What is? What mm, I, I when I was just lo- looking into getting new ones from the manufacturers, um, I told them it was like, what was it? Like medium soft. It's like a, you know, and I wasn't even sure what what terminology to use with them. I'm like, I'm looking for a sponge that is considered hand stirred by my current manufacturer. Um, here's the dimensions. It's like an inch and a half by like, I think it was like seven and a quarter by five and something. And um, yeah, that's that's really all. It's like medium soft. It's kind of just so is squishy it so- sponge. Is and it something <laughs> you can make? Uh, I cannot personally make it. Because, Why not? Because I don't have the sewing skills and I am w- looking for a way. The benefit of going through a manufacturing company um, who kind of, 
specializes in making those type of things is it would save me so much time because I can right. have I can have them make it they send it to me and then all I have to handle is sending it out and there are some people who do this type of work who um, they don't even touch the product they would have the manufacturer do handle all the orders and everything like that but at this point um, that would be a big leap for me so I'm gonna still plan to do the, the actual packaging and shipping now do you do most of your um, your business locally is it is it over the internet? Um, most I, of it all, all over internet. The, all yep. internet. Yep. The Pally Partners business, and and I actually I usually don't talk too much about Pally Partners because I don't feel still a whole lot of ownership with it because I'm like I didn't build this, um, but I love the woman who did start the business and she's she's actually doing really well now. But um, I. I feel like I'm taking care of someone else's baby, but no. I, but I, you know, I'm like, I'll take care of your baby. But uh, <laughs> I really feel more ownership about 517 Living. But Pally Partners, um, right now, it's the more profitable business. Yeah. 517 Living, it'll get there. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm kind of building up the audience still, building the traffic. Can you, can you make money doing it? Yeah, my, mm, the main way that I would make money and what I'm doing now is selling advertising, okay. like on the website, DigiLink, Computers, um, you have Okemos. They just recently uh, have, let's see, they were bought by new owners, and they're kind of looking for ways to connect with the community more. So they became my uh, featured sponsor. So you'll see if you go to the website, they have a banner above the calendar that says, like, DigiLink Digi Computers. This is all the things they offer. They sell. They help with, you know tech support all that um so that would be yeah. where i would get most of my money okay yeah but then you know i also i actually oh i just forgot to pick that up today i, I just ordered put in an order with retro duck in east lansing to make shirts so i'll be selling shirts but i don't plan to make a ton of money from selling merchandise and also um we've had events in the past um about two years ago was our most recent 517 living community night and we actually did have that as a ticketed event, um, and there was live music, vendors. It was a beautiful, gorgeous event out at Waldemar Nature oh, cool. Center's barn. Uh, it was cool. like a perfect fall, beautiful day. Um, but we, since the pandemic, have – I say we, but it's just me. But I mean, like, <laughs> everyone's involved. But um, I've kind of changed the structure, so now it's 517 Living Community Week. And so the first week of October this year um, – there's a week-long celebration where local businesses um, and creatives and organizations are hosting special events on their own, and I'm helping get the word out, and then people are offering deals like 25% off when you use the code 517LIVING, and I'm really going to work on building that into you know a very well-known celebration that happens. I'm going to try to pick a uh, week of the year that we stick with so that people know when to expect and um, what to plan for. But eventually, once everything has cleared up pandemic-wise and um, the risk is lower, uh, you know, all that stuff, then I'll probably end up combining 517 Living Community Night, like our big party that was in person, uh -huh. and I'll combine that with the week-long celebration. So it'll be like a week-long celebration of the Greater Lansing area, and right in the middle of it, we're having a party on this night, you know. That would be ideal. That's cool. Yeah. So do you plan on eventually having that, like, just doing that, just just running 517? That's a good question. I 
you know, and that's something I've still struggled with. Like I said, um, you know, I had so many jobs back in the day, and part of that was because um, of just not really knowing what and where and how and why and all that stuff. And even now, I'm like, do I, what do I, where do I want to focus all my time and energy? You know, because 517 Living, there's so much potential there, and mm-hmm. I love it. But one of the things I really love about 517 Living is that I'm not bought. Like, I don't have a bunch of advertisers who are watching my every move, mm-hmm. and I have to please them because I can't lose my money. So part of Tell me is like, you know, I, yeah, I want to kind of keep it, like, grassroots where I can say what I want. I can, I please, mean, not, not please, that, <laughs> please not that I that. do, like, say all <laughs> kinds of wild things or anything, but <laughs> I just don't want the pressure of, like, if, I want to be able to, if an advertiser is like, you know, I don't like what you're doing, I can be like, that's fine, mm-hmm. you know, we can go separate ways and I'm, yep. and I'm not depending on them. Whereas Pally Partners is something where, you know, it's kind of separate from my identity. It's, you know, right. international sales, stuff like that. And so um, I think I'll probably keep them both. Pally Partners, I plan to grow, find hopefully better manufacturer, not better, but new manufacturers that I can work better with. At, better as in cheaper. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I'd find, yeah, cheaper shipping. I don't think I'll be able to find as cheap pricing as the Chinese manufacturers, but I'm thinking, you know what, if I can find U.S. companies to work with, um, that'll help me work on quality control, and I'll actually be able to be more hands-on with the process and maybe even eventually have more products available, maybe even better products. So I would like to do something USA, maybe even Michigan. Actually, one of the, the funds company I just reached out to was, I think, in um, Rochester Hills or something. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a whole process, and really I enjoy the process. You know, I think that if I cut out – you know, 517 Living, because I've, I've, I've had offers in the past of people like, let me know if you want to sell it, or, oh, wow. you know, what if we took it over, and we could do this for you, and that, and we could grow it, and, but I'm like, I think I would, I get so much entertainment out of it, you know, <laughs> it's so enriching for me, <laughs> and uh, even, even when I'm, you know, feeling bogged down about certain things, because, you know, social media can get toxic, people can get toxic, mm-hmm. just in general, it's out there, and it, sometimes it, pulls attention away from the positive when someone's coming at you and you just you know like you have these days and you're like you know I wish I could just com- completely unplug and just pass this on to somebody to take but I'm like no I would miss it I would miss it and it, it, it might lose its element yeah you know like if somebody else takes it over it might it might ruin it, it if, yeah because you're, you're you're existent but you're just you just kind of let it kind of take its own course yeah and if somebody else like took it over they might have their hand in things and that's one thing i've thought about in the past (coughs) i thought you know like if something happened to me who would i want to be the benefactor (laughs) of all of this and uh, or is that the right beneficiary Beneficiary, yeah (laughs) i would be the benefactor but um i'm like who would i who do i know who wouldn't feel they need to bring their own politics their own stances into it um wouldn't be super dramatic, um, would be understanding fair. To, and uh, not that I'm like this, like, woo, super zen, <laughs> like, perfect person. But I'm like, you know, I have the ability to look at things pretty, you know, in my opinion, which is biased, obviously, because everyone's biased. But right. I feel like I'm kind of objective when I look at things. Um, and I'm like, I would need someone who could really be fair not be in it for the wrong reasons. I don't know why I'm talking about giving up my business right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't plan to. I'm just saying, you know, 
in a situation where I had to, who could take it over? I don't know if anyone would want to, really, but... I don't know uh, anybody who would want out. to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want that responsibility. You you would it, probably be good at it, I actually. Think, I think Because you I care would, about the community. I do. And I feel like I, I try to look at things as objective as possible. And if somebody has their own opinion, obviously, like, people come on this podcast all the time. They, they say their opinions and I just, whatever. It is what it is. We can talk about it. Yeah. You know, I we can disagree. It's fine. We're not going to argue. I'm not going to hate you. But right. um, I don't know if I would want that responsibility. Because that's a. I will say, a, I will say. I feel like um, I'd go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't think you would go crazy, but I will say, weirdly, um, yeah, in that position, people, uh, even if you try to be unbiased and like have good vibes only, there are there are a lot of people out there who have like blocked me and have <laughs> made bad reviews that include my name, and what? I'm like, so like it, there is some pressure. You know, I. I won't name I won't name any names but I'll say you know some some people who have local businesses and should be a little wow. bit more um, maybe conscientious of their social media dramatic behavior um, <laughs> but I, it's, it's all stuff where I'm like mm, no no big loss you know that's cool <laughs> that's fine whatever yeah the world's a better place without you yeah basically <laughs> yeah I mean if you're gonna have if you're gonna be that dramatic about things or you're going to be um condescending about things like you don't need to right nobody's going to miss that right like my personal yeah like my personal world does not need that kind of negativity so i'm like you know and and i don't i try to make a habit of not blocking people um and even when i block people because i have to to stop a conversation or to like address something i usually just unblock them after it's calmed down but i'm like you know if someone doesn't want to be in my circle i'm okay with that yeah yeah yeah, 34,000 other people yeah, in there. it's no big deal, yeah. <laughs> um, so do you make money from it right now? Are you able uh, to make a partial living from it? You know, I, I do bring in money from it, but I go right back around and spend it on the business. So, oh, okay. I, like, yes, I'm getting paid for certain things, right. like advertising and stuff, yep. but I'm not, like, making a profit, really. Right. Yeah, I understand how that goes. Yeah. Right now, especially, even though I I feel like it's like, oh, in the beginning phases, I want to really invest. But I'm like, mm, actually, now it's been around for quite a while now. <laughs> I probably should be making more money off it. But I still feel that it's in this growth phase where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to make this my money-making role. I want to just any money I bring in, I want to make it go towards growing 517 Living even more. Right. So, I mean – it, like I said, it's a it's a great tool for the community. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. Good, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And you and you do great. Good. I mean, the the connections you're making and highlighting different people in the community, that that's exactly the type of thing that I want promoted and shared in the group. So I'm glad that you found it. Well, before I joined it, I was like, why isn't there like a Facebook page for? And I, actually, I think that's how I found it because I was like, why isn't there a Facebook page for Lansing? Like. We have the next door app, and I, that's how I was promoting the podcast at first. I was posting on there, but wasn't getting much feedback because it was just like people like in our like local neighborhood and yeah. whatnot. I'm like, why am I? Why is there not something more, something bigger? Mm -hmm. And so I, I started typing in like in the groups on Facebook, like Lansing Facebook groups or whatever. And uh, at five one seven living popped up, and I'm like, oh hey, I know a bunch of people in there. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm glad I'm it popped up. It. Um, yeah, I I sometimes wonder like wonder if. Someone who hasn't searched before, I wonder if they put in Lansing Facebook group 
how close to the top I want something with Aeneas. Because there are, I know there are many other Lansing groups. Let's it's find just, out. Well, yours, I think, might be skewed now since you're in the group. Oh, are, are you yeah. in the group, Joe? <laughs> no? He's not. Pull up your Facebook. Let, let, let's see. see. Can you search? Or do you have your phone ready? Handy? We're putting you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> the invisible van's not so invisible anymore. If you search in your group, put in, uh, what would you search if you don't know about 517? Type, type in Lansing Facebook, or what would you? Lansing. Just put in Lansing yeah. for groups. Yeah. Was it the first one? Oh, it was good. the first one. Oh, that's great. That's good. But then again, who knows? Because your phone's probably listening to our conversation, so it knows. That's and true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's great that it came up. Um, there are, you know, many other groups in the area, but I think that, uh, 517 Living seems to be the most, like, inclusive as far as, like, it's not just Lansing. It's the greater Lansing area. Right. Um, so I feel like more people have a reason to be in it. Uh, what does that include? That includes St. John's, DeWitt. It's, like, yeah. The but local, does it Charlotte? Like Char oh, yeah. I always forget about Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm about, from Charlotte. That's why I mentioned oh, it. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about a 25-mile radius from the heart of Lansing. So it's, like, most of the surrounding communities that touch Lansing, but some are like you got to skip over uh, city to get to it. But um, like, I don't know if I did mention this, but I I live in Mason. Oh. Um, but so Mason. I was going to ask you. So yeah. Don't worry. I didn't. Yeah. Forget. So Mason <laughs> is you know you got to skip through what Holt or whatever to get to Lansing. But yeah. It's not that far away though. Not too far. I yeah. literally ran from my house to Mason. From this house to Mason. Mm -hmm. Wow. How far, where, what spot of Mason? Uh, downtown and then back. That's pretty far. It's really far. That's like, it was like 20 miles or 20, something. Well, the, the route I took was like 26. It, it was over 26. So Actually, you, it might have been 28. You ran a marathon? Uh, it was over a marathon, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Don't disrespect just, me like just that. <laughs> How long is a marathon? I think it's 26.2. And you just be like, I just feel like running 26 miles. Not really. Um, I was training for an ultra marathon, which is 50 miles. People and people do that? People run hundreds of miles. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's intense. Yeah. I'd like to get there one day, but we'll see. Wow. I'm, I'm actually, I just started today training for an, another 50 mile in January. So I might make we're another. We're different. We're different. <laughs> Even though I thought we were similar, we're very, very different people. Oh, I'm a, I'm a maniac. Like. Wow. When I want to put my like mind to it, I'm I'm insane. My That's wife hates awesome. my wife hates it. She's no, like that is a really good uh, trait to have. Like I'm the exact opposite. I will not <laughs> work out unless someone's making me work out. I had to hire but don't you a trainer to come say. to my house to make me work out. So does Chamber go to your yes, house? Yes, Chamber. Yeah, that's how we connected to yeah. Chamber. And yep. uh, like what I was talking about, the group, you know, I connected with Chamber, and then she told me about yeah. you. Yeah, um, she told me about you too. <laughs> yeah, Chamber's awesome because she, I found her during the pandemic. I was in a slump where uh, I was like, okay, I'm getting in a habit of like, I'm too complacent. I'm in my house all the time, over drinking, not <laughs> exercising. What's, I'm your like, what's your drink of choice? Oh, uh, so I actually... I'm a pretty healthy drinker, in my opinion. <laughs> I <laughs> I drink hard kombucha, but uh, oh, okay. but I also I not that's not the only thing. Wait, I drink. they make hard kombucha? Oh yeah. Like like harder, like it's it already has alcohol in it. Well, yes. Yeah, so this is so the kind that I like is uh, what is it called? Like flying embers, um, and it has I think like four point five. But then they also wow. have another level up that has higher percentage. But I don't drink that one. But as much because I just I don't care for the taste as much. But these have <laughs> I'm just 
I'm doing kind of like an ad for Embers right now, but they <laughs> they have zero <laughs> zero carbs, zero sugar, and they have like probiotics. They're organic. I'm like, I guess I feel good about drinking this. But that's, that's not that's my drink of choice. I would say because I feel good about it. But I I mean, how many do you drink? Wow. So <laughs> it depends depends on the day. But uh, I'll say you know I I. I have been known to have other types of alcohol but that's one drink that i'm like you know this i don't feel too bad about this but i got kind of in a spot during the pandemic where i'm like i need i need to like take back my health here because um i don't feel like i am going to make myself really like get into gear and start doing these high intensity workouts and stuff and um chamber I started doing research, looking through the group, the 517 group, and I was like, okay, what trainers can I actually have who will come into my home, force me to like, not like she pulls me out of bed, but we have it scheduled, so it's like, like David it's Goggins, early. get up! Yeah, right. Get up, motherfucker! <laughs> right. Oh, I just hit this camera. Is that okay? No, um, you're good. So I uh, will wake up pretty consistently for what we have scheduled, Tuesdays and Thursdays, so come out and still get me working out. And um, I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, other than the fact, yes. So you're the type of person who can make yourself run 26 miles where I'm the type of person who has to have someone make me work out. <laughs> but you know what? I made the choice of having someone come work me out. That's a choice. <laughs> so That's a that, that counts for something. It does count for something. Right. So um, how long have you been doing that since the pandemic, you said? So let's see. I started working out with Chamber mm, about... I think it was back in March. Of this year or last year? This year, yeah. Okay. And so... Do you um, notice any significant differences in, like, how you feel? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I had not started working out with Chamber, I would I would be much worse off right now. She... And she comes to my level. I, I mean, she laughs at me because she I have, like, zero coordination and stuff <laughs> like that. But we can have fun with a workout. And she um, customizes the workout to my needs. Um, as someone who's not super physically fit, who has not have like a history in fitness um, or being consistently into that type of thing, she will create workouts that are manageable for me, make them fun, and um, she also helps with like nutrition and stuff like that. Cool. So if people, if people need help with their diet, she can help with that. That's really cool. And she, I should give her a plug. She actually is a trainer at Hit Fitness in West Lansing. Um, so if Meyer. anybody, Behind yeah, Meyer. yeah, love by Meyer yeah. with uh, Nate. What's Nate's last name? I don't know. Nate and Shamber, two wonderful trainers, um, both you, at Hit Fitness. So do you go to the gym and work out? No, I don't. No. no. So you you do all your one you one hundred percent do all your workouts at home. Correct. Does she bring equipment with her? Yeah. So she works mostly when she does in home stuff. She works with um, exercise bands, dumbbells, um, stuff that you can do. I, is calisthenics the right word? Like yeah. when you're using like your own body yeah. to, for resistance and stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you feel stronger? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those are the. I mean, I only work out twice a week, and <laughs> I will to be to be completely honest. I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, I <laughs> I get us off course sometimes. Like every once in a while, we'll, and we both do this, but sometimes we're like, you know, Chamber, I just can't work out today. <laughs> can't be, she'll be at my house. I'll be like, I'm too tired, and she'll be like, Okay, let's get some coffee and just hang out. <laughs> but uh, but pretty consistently, we've been working out, and yes, I feel stronger. Yeah, and so I'll definitely stick with that. And it's made me, you know, it's the ripple effect. You know, uh, now that I am working out 
with someone who knows like how to tell me like correct my form and stuff like that uh, it helps me be more mindful of health and fitness in general Mm -hmm. you know um and i'm more likely to be doing little exercises on my own and stuff like that um which i'm not completely like anti-fitness i've tried you know (laughs) i've done yoga and stuff like that before um but i will say chambered has helped me make it more part of my part of my habit part of my routine now, do you do any like meditation or anything like that? Do you try to do like any anything that helps you like mentally? I definitely try. And, you know, as someone who's always struggled with, you know, I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but I would say like as a, with a psychology background and my own experience and knowledge, I'm like, yeah, definitely have a <laughs> attention deficit issue here. Um, so I could definitely benefit from being more intentional about meditation i do i have tried um the apps i tried uh, who's that guy sam harris he has an app that's like free that you can, is it sam harris you know who i'm talking about yeah i know who sam harris is, uh, yeah right? does he do medicine am i thinking of the right i have thing? no idea um I, I, i'll correct i'll tell you later if i find out <laughs> okay. otherwise um but he had an app i tried um marissa peer is a uh, hypno hypnotherapist who has a lot of really super helpful information and does like guided imagery type things um You know, I do, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, so I'll read, I'll pray, meditate in that way. Um, Spiritual as in just like spiritual or like religious? Well, you know, some people confuse like the terminology. So I I wouldn't say just because so many people see religion in a way that I wouldn't define it. So I would say I'm more spiritual. Okay. Um, You know, I'm, if you want to give it a title, I would say Christian. Um, But I would say with my own practices, um, you know, I'll read the Bible, I'll pray, things like that. Okay. Um, but I would consider myself more spiritual than religious in probably the terms that people use today. Um, but yeah, I do try to meditate, but I have a hard time with it still. And that's why I have a hard time sticking with yoga. Cause you know, it's like, it forces you to be still. And if mm-hmm. you have, if you have a hard time being still, you really need it, but it's hard to do it. So you don't, you know, so I'm working on it. Maybe you should try going to a, like a yoga class. I Oh, I have tried that right before um, the pandemic. I, it was actually right before everything started going down. I was in a beginner class at Alchemy in uh, Okemos. And th- that was pretty, that was really helpful, actually. Um, we did have an experience. I won't, the person who this happened to probably, um, <laughs> they won't hear this, but... <laughs> We had, it was a com- comical experience one time when uh, we all had to have our <laughs> our legs up against the wall doing a stretch, and the person next to me let out like the loosest part. <laughs> but that, I always, I always think of that when I think about going to yoga class. You, I don't want that to be <laughs> me. <laughs> it was one of those moments where it's like dead silent, no one acknowledged it, and I was just like, oh, this poor person. But I, do, I have tried the classes before, yes, and I, I do plan to actually do more classes in the future. Cool. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, we've done hot yoga at East Lansing Hot Yoga. Oh, yeah? And it's it's How awesome. It's awesome. Is that on, tr- where is that, Trowbridge? No. Trowbridge. It's right off of Trowbridge. Over yep. by Alpsies? Or no? Yeah. Oh, yep. is it? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's right there at the corner. And um, yeah, it's it's an experience. It'll it'll put you through the ringer. Like, you come out drenched. Oh, man. It, yeah. yeah it's that would I could see that feeling really good afterwards. You feel so good afterwards. Yeah, like, like really, like, you detox. Don't, you don't of. care about anything. Mm. Because you just did, you know, 90 minutes or 60 minutes of struggle in a really hot room. 
and anything outside of that doesn't matter oh that's yeah that's awesome i, I should look into that. i've never done hot yoga i, I think you should try it. it because i like you you're, you seem really high intent like like high like <laughs> i seem really high <laughs> <laughs> no no i know what you mean you're, you're like i mean you're i don't know um, no i no, like like you have a lot of energy and everything and i feel like, like yeah, doing something like that would would balance help me would help balance you like maybe at the end of a day or something yeah um, because sure. I feel like you're probably the type of person that goes to bed and you have a lot on your mind. Yeah, I'm very in my head. Uh, I had someone, someone who like reads energies type of thing. Uh, she one time told me, she's like, you got a lot going on right here. She had her <laughs> head, like her hands over my head. She's like, are you like really in your head? I was like, you know, I am. Do you think there's something to those kind of people? Yeah, I think I believe in like there's definitely something to energies and like people who do, what is that like called? Reiki, Reiki, yeah. um, stuff like that. There's something to it. I don't understand it. Um, I've I've gone to someone who did, what is it called, like craniosacral therapy or something like that one time, and you know I've looked into and I've looked into the different you know things that that realm offers, and you know a lot of it is like well there's no science to back this and things like that, but then you're like you know energy. I there's something to it. We don't understand everything about it, but I believe that it's possible that these things work <coughs> and there's something to them. There's definitely something to it because when when you meet somebody, you can feel the energy. You can feel the kind of energy they're giving off. It. Absolutely. So there's definitely something to energy for sure. Absolutely. And I, I know that, you know, <laughs> as the human race, we understand such a tiny amount of everything that's going on in the universe. And I'm like, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pretend like this little mind understands all the mysteries of the universe when it comes to anything. So I, I mean, that's part of what helps me kind of be not unbiased, but like, you know, Objective. understanding, yeah. Understanding of different perspectives yeah. is I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. There's, a lot of truths out there that I don't understand. So it was kind of uh, an eye opener the other day. I, I sent, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but I've been uh, helping some friends under, not under the table or anything, but <laughs> since I'm laid off. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, of course not under the table. No. <laughs> Anyways, we went to this house to do some work, and uh, the homeowner, he's he racist, complete racist. And I'm just thinking, like, you poor soul, like, that, mm. you have, like, this such narrow-minded perspective of other human beings, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of insane. Yeah, it's, and it, you see so much of that, like, it comes from, you know, their upbringing, their, like, they had certain experiences that led them to that, and so it's a very, it's a very selfish view of, like, well, this is my understanding and my experience so that's how the whole world is because i said so yeah well and i think it has something to do too with the fact that they don't they're not necessarily part of a community mm -hmm. um because right because their perspective is only what they know exactly. only what they have seen only the people that they've put themselves around and it's like that with anything and exactly so like i mean that like for instance me doing this podcast has and me joining the 517 pages opened my mind to all these different people to you know and all these different perspectives and absolutely so it, it makes you more objective and um makes me less opinionated about things absolutely it's like the, they say like the more you know the more you understand that you don't know or wh what's that saying something like that something <laughs> like that which i don't know it but um the i would say that's one one of the things i kind of like the tagline not the official tagline but one thing i say uh, regarding 517 living um all the time is 
I encourage people to get out of their comfort zone in ways that align with their values. So like basically like don't do something that's going to like harm you or make you feel damaged, but get out of your comfort zone, like make friends with people who have different opinions, connect with people who have different upbringings, different, you know, ethnicities, different religions, political stances, and just appreciate them for who they are, not necessarily judge them on their different life experiences and stances Mm -hmm. on things, you know. And when people do that, and I've seen this happen, like, right in front of my eyes, of people having someone come into their circle who was brought into their circle, maybe against their will, it wasn't their choice or whatever, but just having that different person in their circle just expanded their mind so much and gave them a different kind of understanding, built empathy for them, and... I feel like people need to be more intentional about doing that. And that is one of the benefits of the group is you look at that group and there is someone from everywhere. So there's all different walks um, walks of life that you can find in that group, you know, different ages from different areas, different professions, beliefs, mm-hmm. everything. I would be do – you know, do you know what the population of the mid-Michigan area is? The total population? Total population. No, I don't. I'd be interested to know what the total population is versus how many people are in that group. Oh, the group is just always oh, a tiny, tiny percentage yeah. of the actual population. Um, I think, ah, oh, I wish I, I, I even want to look it up. I, like in Lansing alone, you know, I don't even want to throw out a number, but it's <laughs> like six figures. I mean, you know, right. I, I wish, and that's one of my like goals, my missions with 517 Living. I'm like 34,000 people in a group. Um, that's nothing compared to how many people actually live in the area. So I'd love to expand awareness, get the word out more. Um, that's why I really appreciate like people who like you are doing podcasts, getting the word out about different things in the area because people are going to listen to this and be like, Hey, I, I'm not in that group. I want to <laughs> learn about that. Too, right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are from the local area and I'm not sure if they're in that group or not. Yeah. Spread wanna, the word. I want to look it up. What, how many people how live many in the people? area? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious, too. I, I don't remember. Um, so, speaking of festivals and whatnot, are you going to, or have you heard about the When September Ends Festival? No, well, I don't know. What is it? Is it, where is it? Uh, I should know this because I'm going to be in it I tomorrow. should know this. <laughs> oh, oh, it's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. Uh, I think it's one thirty to 6. Where is it? down by sparrow i think um it's, it's ringing a bell to me let me see if they put it on my calendar i'm gonna look uh population of should i look up lansing or mm, yeah lansing would be a good starting point and then you would know that it, that's just the, the starting start, yeah. point you know 117,000 people 117,000 so yeah and, and i'm our group is supposed to be covering Lansing and all the surrounding communities within, what, 25-mile radius. So, yeah, I have, I have not done my job of reaching everyone. <laughs> or maybe they know about it and they're just like, I don't like it. Uh, let's see, Friday, we're on Friday, Saturday, when September ends. No, I've got Artist Umbrella that I've – that's tomorrow. I don't see – what so is – tell me about what <coughs> September ends. What's that? Just a sec. It's – um so the greater Michigan area – which is the the region is clo- collective it's the capital area 
uh, Greater Lansing, 541,297. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you got some work to do. I got a little bit of work <laughs> to do. I need some help, so <laughs> let's boost this, uh, let's do this it. podcast and get the word out. Let's do it. Um, so when September ends, uh, Erica Munchback, I don't yeah. know if you know oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, mm-hmm. um, she's, she does this thing, uh, or she is starting this nonprofit, I should say. And she was actually on the podcast and she explained it. It's called Jubilee and it's a, it's a, it's a nonprofit for people who are like underprivileged or just need help with like, whether it's like drug addiction or you're homeless or like if you were in foster care to go there and they'll assess your needs and help you accordingly. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like an overall good thing for like the community. Oh, absolutely. If you're able to pull it off, uh, obviously there's a lot of, lot to it. Yeah, that's um, a lot of work. Is she? Uh, did she partner with anybody? Is she doing it on her own, or? I think she's doing it on her own, but she, she partnered with the Fledge, I believe. Yeah, like I was gonna, help. I was gonna bring them up because I know she does a lot with the Fledge, and they have that same focus of kind of helping people who are marginalized, people who need help, things like that. Yeah, so um, she's doing this festival tomorrow, and honestly, I should know more about it. But, um, oh, you're you're gonna be there though. I'm yeah, I'm going to be there representing the podcast. And, oh, that's great. Um, actually, yes, a bunch of work to do for it. I gotta print out stickers. Um, would you, oh you print out like marketing material and you're gonna be passing it out? Are you gonna be signing people up for the podcast? I'm ho- yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to have a sign up sheet and um, I got a banner. Uh, nice. So I I got a, a banner, sign up sheet, and I bought one of those Cricut machines. Oh, uh, you bought one. I oh, bought you're one getting this very creative. I know. I bought one this week, and uh, I'm learning how to make stickers. I've already made some, but I, I need to figure out how to make them a little bit better, and i got to do that Can tonight. you use the Cricut so. to make car decals? I was just talking yeah. to someone about that today. Yeah. I'm like, I need to order some decals. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe I'll get a Cricut. You should. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun because you can go on your computer, and you customize whatever you want. Um, like, if you have a logo, you can take that logo and put it in there, and then you can just edit it however you want, and then um, – and then you can just print it. So so the way it works is you go in the, the app, you print it from your like your local printer, and then like let's say I wanted to make stickers. So I'd print it from the, the printer on sticker paper. Mm-hmm. And then you stick it in the Cricut machine and it cuts it for you. Like perfectly. Hey. Oh that's yeah, that's pretty it's, handy. It's pretty cool. And you can do so many different things. Like you you can do stickers, decals, I mean you can make like a banner. Um you can do things out of wood. Hmm. Yeah interesting that's that's pretty smart i forgot about crickets those used to be all the the rage back in the day but yeah i thought they were new <laughs> no no i <laughs> like don't think I'm, so I'm they've been around this. a minute the mom it was mostly like i feel like the mom crew that was using before Probably. but now it seems like more business savvy people I, I could be wrong you know i don't i don't know everything i don't know. like we said <laughs> like we said i don't know everything either so um yeah i'm learning how to use that i gotta make stickers i'm gonna so i'm gonna pass out stickers tomorrow um for free just give mm-hmm. them out and then um i'm hoping to make a couple t-shirts for myself you so. know you what you would probably find interesting there's an event coming up i don't know if um i don't know if this podcast is delayed and going out and if this event will already be over by the time this goes out or not but the uh let's see local first is hosting a networking event at uh eagle monk and i think it is the I think it's the 28th of September, and it's going to be an event where all the different networking groups in the area are going to go there. Um, so, you know, you've got uh, 
what are the big ones? What is big networking? Like like the Lansing Chamber. Like WLNS, uh, like stuff like that. Like oh no, those would be more like like the TV networks. These so are like, these are like net like business networking groups. Like oh, okay. Um, where people go and like what are they called? The Karisnet? I don't know. So there's gonna be a lot of really business focused networking focused people at this event hmm. and if if you go there and you have cards i feel like you would connect with so many people who would be a, like great guests for your show really and yeah it'd be a great networking opportunity i'm gonna try to go to that event um because obviously i have an interest in that type of stuff as well um but you said that's september 28th i think so so it's in four it, days I am going to talk to the um, <coughs> organizers about getting it added to the calendar, but I'm pretty sure it's on the 28th. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to find more out Find more out about that. I can't talk today. What the heck? <laughs> it's all good. It's Friday. <laughs> it's been a long week. Plus, I mean, the weather has been crappy all week, except for today. Today was Today is a beautiful day, and tomorrow is supposed to be crappy. That's unfortunate. We're used to it. <laughs> it's Michigan. Michigan. Which, speaking of that, so when I had gone back to listen to your first episode of your podcast, uh, are you from florida yep. did you grow up in florida or would you did you grow up in lansing um so i grew up in florida i was born in born in florida um i lived in lake worth and until i was well so i lived there till i was like five or six and then my mom brought us up here for a short time and then i think we were living in um like howell ann arbor area and then we moved back to florida for a few years so um, I moved back up here officially when I was nine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And that's when your story started for your first episode of your um, podcast about the foster system and all that. Yeah, I, I talk about like my life before a little bit too, because that was a that was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> obviously having to go into foster care right. was for a reason. So, and then the going like the foster care system was completely jacked. So yeah, I mainly focus on that. I think, but I should redo that episode. But I want to do it. I kind of want somebody to interview me on my podcast. Yeah, make it happen. I thought it was really good, but I could see how you probably have way more experience now after do. doing so many more podcasts. You probably yeah. have even different technology and stuff. Yeah. So I could see how you would maybe want to just redo it. And um, But I would say keep the old one, too, because it was um, caught my interest. Someone who has admitted attention deficit issues, <laughs> you know, I listened to it. I thought it was really interesting. Now, having attention deficit issues, do you – you obviously said you drink coffee. How does that affect you? So, yeah, I've heard, you know, some people who have that issue, if they drink coffee, it actually has a calming effect or whatever. So, uh, for me, definitely um, – I wouldn't say it calms me down, though. Like, some people can take coffee if they have, like, ADHD or whatever, and it makes them tired. For me, coffee kind of just helps me hone in on what I need to do, kind of focus – um, but I, yeah, I definitely love my coffee. I, I give it up every once in a while cause I'm like, I need to, you know, detox from this stuff, what? but, but I have like, I need it. It's so good. <laughs> and, and really, I, I really don't think coffee's that, that bad for you. I mean, I, I know it can be acidic and it can, you know, make your teeth brown, but I'm like, I could just whiten my teeth, you know, <laughs> have a little baking soda water. That'll balance me out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I love coffee. What kind of coffee I, do you drink? Um, I actually just picked up, you know, normally, uh, my husband and I will get the big bag of, uh, it's a Meyer brand and it's the organic one. I think it's like Peruvian something beans and I'll grind it up and now I have a, like a French press I'll make it in. 
but uh i want one a french press yeah yeah you know before i had the french press about a month ago we had this big fancy bougie thing that was automated with all these buttons you said bougie yeah (laughs) it was it was pretty bougie i mean uh, but uh and it had like the timer and the different levels of everything and you know it was expensive and it broke on me and i'm like i'm not buying another one of those i can't go through like spending the money so i'm like you know all the nice coffee places use french presses and things like that i'm like you know it's actually more cool to do this cheap little thing you can get at target and so i've been using that um but currently uh i just bought some grumpy monkey from daryl's supermarket that i've been using and that's very good coffee i can't remember who makes that but if you look up grumpy monkey coffee <laughs> it's sold at daryl's in mason huh. and at bestsellers in mason i'll have to check that bestsellers out coffee i like anything that has the name monkey in it yeah it's, it's it good has coffee. to be good it has it to be good. good yeah grumpy monkey can't <laughs> go wrong with it I uh I drink black rifle coffee and uh it's amazing. That sounds familiar. Is yeah, that why was why is that a known name? Uh it's a big company. Black um, rifle? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it from? Do you know? Or is it like national sort it's of thing? It's like national. Okay. Yeah. I just order it and it, it comes to the house. Okay. So. Black rifle. I'll have to look that up. There's yeah. lots of good coffee out there these days. They were just um I was really bummed because I think it was last weekend um there was a local organization that was going to host a coffee festival uh, on Saturday, but they didn't sell enough tickets. So I told them, and they ended up canceling it, but they were, um, <laughs> they're working on it, and they're going to bring it back. But it, they're trying to make Lansing, like, the well-known coffee capital. and Because they're like, we have so many roasters, so many great coffee shops, and so their plan is to have a coffee festival and I'm when I see that they have another set date uh, for the future, I'm really gonna help them get the word out because I'm like, I would yeah. love to have a coffee festival. How in can the we area. make that happen? Yeah, right. I want to make that happen. I love coffee. Yeah, it's Lansing 501. They're the ones who you're probably oh, okay. familiar with them. Uh, they would be interesting if you haven't had Chris Sell as the I think director's name. He'd be interesting to have on your podcast. Okay. Um, but they are the ones who like have that in the works, the coffee festival. Cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love that. Yeah. Have a Lansing as a hub for coffee. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Super, super cool points for us if we could get that. <laughs> so <clears throat> what's your long-term goals with 517? You obviously said you would like to kind of promote it more, make more money from it, add more members. Obviously, that's a probably a huge goal yeah. to reach more people. What is my end goal? I would say not necessarily end because oh, it's my would goal. it have an end? Yeah, no. I I would say my main goal with five one seven living is I really want to use it to grow the community, um, boost the economy, connect people. I would love it. I would love five one seven living to be part of what helps build the greater Lansing area into a more accepting and understanding and loving place like i i think that the wonderful or the people in the area are wonderful um but i would love for 517 living to be a tool that is making the entire area just more empathetic more educated um more connected more supported more supportive um I would just really, I can't want it to constantly be growing, um, adapting with, you know, 
what society is presenting. And I, I just want it to always be something that people can count on um, for support, for local support, local connections. I want it to be, I want it to keep growing. But uh, the other thing is, is I'm so dependent on like third party companies like Facebook. I'm like, you know, if Facebook mm-hmm. decided tomorrow, eh, we're done with Facebook groups. I'm like, you know, I'd be kind of screwed. So I need to constantly be looking for other ways to grow 517 Living. Like, how do I improve the website? How do I stay on top of social media trends and branch out so I'm not so dependent on Facebook? You know, how do I, you know, I use Instagram, but Instagram doesn't have that same community building Mm -hmm. feature. So I'm like, what other options would I use if Facebook was gone tomorrow? So I guess my, my main goal with 517 Living is I want it to always be improving. And if, if it's always improving and always growing, um, then I'm happy with that. So you want yeah. it to be or- organic? Yeah, I want yeah. it to be organic growth. Obviously, I put some money um, into advertising it and stuff like that, but I want it to have a very grassroots feel. I want it to be a very accepting community, um, and I want it to be very diverse, uh, very inclusive, um, I don't know. I, when people ask me what my goals are, I, that's the, the main thing that comes to mind. I, I just want it to be kind of this like living, breathing, growing organism of wonderful people loving that's, each other. I like know? that. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think, again, I've mentioned it. I believe that the 517 Living has brought the commu- community together and has, you know, I, I think it's done great things for our community. It's done great things for me. That's great. I'm, yeah, I'm always <laughs> glad to hear when people, like local business owners, have something to say about how, yeah, yeah, 517 Living helped me reach these people. It helped me grow as a business. That's that's one of the main reasons. Well, I think it's it. dumb to not use it, too. Like, especially if you're a business owner, why wouldn't you use it? It's free. And it's, it's free, yeah. free promotion, free advertisement. It's free. And I know sometimes, I know it can be discouraging. Um, you know, I know there's some people who could be, using it who don't and I feel like it's possible that you know they just feel maybe vulnerable when they're like putting a post out there and they're like what if nobody likes it and I just have to say to anybody who is hesitant about posting their business content or questions or sharing events or anything if you're hesitant because you feel uncomfortable you feel like it's not going to get enough attention and you're going to be embarrassed I will say as the sole administrator of the 517 living community i post stuff sometimes that nobody gives a crap about (laughs) and they don't like it i get zero likes and i'm like that's okay i don't care you know i know people are seeing it and they just didn't feel like liking it but they still saw it you know so whatever that's okay i mean that's i guess that's how it is for me too if i if i'm scrolling through and i'm like oh that's cool i don't necessarily like yeah like it i'm like but i might take that into consideration yeah because if we if we literally through a like or a heart or a laugh face or whatever on every single thing that we'd like, oh, that's nice. You'd be a creeper. Yeah, we'd be a creeper (laughs) and we'd be like becoming, we'd be feeding the addiction. Oh, I got to like that because I got to let them know I liked it. No, you can actually like something without actually clicking like. Right. (laughs) You don't have to click a like. Um, But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. So is 517, we're going to wrap this up soon. Yeah. um, But is 517 in the, are you looking for like sponsors for the page, um, like local sponsors, like maybe local businesses or what? That's a good question. Um, I would say that I don't want to have uh, small business sponsors generally. 
um, because I want small businesses to be able to benefit from all the free stuff because I'm like, you know, small businesses, they can take advantage of, they can be in our directory. I have a directory on the website, which you could be on. I think you, I could put you in like the local media section. Um, I'll send you the link later. Cool. 517living.com slash directory. Um, but you know, they can take advantage of the directory, which, uh, the only thing you need to pay to be in the directory is a one time $20 donation to a local nonprofit and, and the office, the options that we have change like every two months. Okay. Um, so you can be in the directory, you can advertise for free in the group, you can add your events to the calendar for free. And I'm like, you know, small businesses just enjoy the free advertising that 517 Living has to offer. The sponsors I would like to have for 517 Living would be the companies that have so much marketing money, they don't know what to do with it. You know, like the big money places, the credit unions, stuff like that, where I'm like, like, like MSU, like yeah. but local, right? Yeah. So okay. I, I would like to, and what I did um, for <coughs> our current sponsorship is I just put out a bid. I put it together a package. I'm like, these are the things that we would offer. You would get the sole banner above the calendar, put in a bid, whoever wins the bid, you get the spot. And so I'm kind of just gearing, like I'll take the money from the people who have a lot of resources, <laughs> right, the small right. businesses who are like just fighting every day to grow, especially during a pandemic. I'm like, use the free resources that we have. That's cool. That's but I'm idea. not going to like say no if someone's like, take my money. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be like, no, I have too much. You know, I'll take it, but I'm not pursuing I it. I have too much. I don't need your money. <laughs> I'm too wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I, I like that because it shows that you're not, you're not greedy. You're not trying to take something that isn't necessarily yours to take but yeah and like i know. said it helps maintain the integrity of 517 living yeah. too if i'm not like pandering to all these like advertisers right yeah yeah i like that um is there anything else you want to talk about hmm i think i mean you asked really good questions this is actually a very enjoyable I podcast um i do have one question oh yeah go for it what is your favorite thing about the lansing area oh okay i have to ask that question because you run the, the facebook oh. page you know, and you see so many different things. My favorite thing about the Lansing area, I think one of the things I love about it, and it's one of the same things I love about people, is that it's not when you you know when you if you drive through it, it's not this flashy, sparkly, fancy area. You kind of have to take the time to get to know it, know its personality, to do a little digging to really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, back in the day, you would hear a lot more often, you know, there's nothing to do here. This place is so lame. But if for the people, then I've noticed the people who actually love living here are the ones who invest in the community and they really get to know it mm -hmm. and they're intentional about it. So that would be the thing I love about Lansing and the greater Lansing area in general is there's so much to discover and um, the people, the word that comes a lot, uh, comes up a lot with the people of the greater Lansing area is they're gritty, they you know hard workers. They're dedicated. They stick through those cold winters. So the people are wonderful, and um, I think the place has a lot of character. Yeah, I think I would have been one of those people that said Lansing's a boring place. Yeah. Before I started Me interviewing too. all these people, I'm like, I I didn't know about any of the stuff. I didn't mm -hmm. know about the festivals going on or these art galleries or any of this stuff mm -hmm. until I went to the five one seven page and I was able to discover some of these things and. Um, being laid off also has uh, opened my eyes up to like a lot of these um uh what do you call them uh 
farmers markets and stuff. Yeah. And they, they have like local businesses. There's a good one not far from here. Which one do you go to? Or I, I've gone to the Okemos one. Oh, yeah. Okemos um, has a great one. Meridian Township. Yeah. Mm, really good. That's oh. probably the biggest <coughs> one, I think. Is it? Maybe. I haven't <laughs> been to any of other ones, but, it, you know, they're, they're everywhere. And they're almost every day, I think, right? There's, uh, yeah, they're spread out throughout the week. So there's usually one available. Now, this is something that my wife and I have talked about a, a lot, but it seems like Lansing has become more of a smaller community type, like community, I guess. I don't <laughs> like. Yeah, it has that, that. It has that small town feel. Yeah, I mean, is it that seems what you like, mean? It seems like it's becoming more so. Do you do you see that? Um, I could see. Like, I could see how you would see that as as far as like people seem to be, and maybe I'm reading this wrong. What you're saying. Um, people are more supportive, I feel like, of small, locally-owned things now. Um, more supportive of, like, local artists and local music and things like that. So is that what you're talking about? Or are yeah. you talking about something else? I'm talking about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm t- you know, like, small businesses and also, like, um, like these festivals because I never remember ever seeing this, these many festivals. Yeah, exactly. It, it seems like there's a lot of them now. Exactly. And that's why <coughs> I'm like, you know, if – if we get together as a community and we support the festivals and the concerts and things like that that are taking place, that's going to give businesses and organizers the confidence to keep on hosting stuff like that and to host more of it. And right. it's kind of this snowball effect where it's like and if we keep supporting the festivals, they're going to offer more. And then it's we're going to start getting that reputation of like, hey, Lansing's a cool place to go. Let's see what festivals they have going on. And then people are going to come from other areas to right. support our community. And it's really, you know – great great for the economy um place making is a you know a big term being thrown around these days where if you make your area fun and you build places for people to connect and enjoy living there um it's really good for everyone financially yeah absolutely and then it makes other people want to start businesses too right exactly yeah um well it's been a pleasure talking to you we've yes, been you we've too. been going a long time um yeah well, an hour and 15. That's not that hey, long. That's pretty good. That's, that's not pretty bad. good. Uh, I think my longest is like two something. What was the so. last one that you did? Uh, that one was pretty long. The, the last one I put out yeah. was. Uh, it was a woman who um, I had. I was like, you know, I haven't met her before. Uh, let's see. She. And you said in your title, which caught my attention. You're like, oh, this may be one of the most important ones I've yeah, done. Yeah. Dara. Or Dara yes. Dara. Um, yes. She, yeah, she, that was an awesome podcast. Have you listened to it yet? Only part of it. I I started that one, and then I was like, I want to start from the beginning. Okay. So that's why I went back and listened to that first one. Don't start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. No? Okay. I'll just go back to Dara. I just feel like it's rough. It gets better. So it gets better over time. Okay. So my latest one, I think, is the best one so far. As far as, like, people, like, somebody, Somebody like having their life a complete wreck and then turning it ra- around and then becoming successful. Oh yeah, I'm I, gonna go listen to it. I love stories like that. Yeah, I, I do too. And you know, so her story is is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I I love those kind of type of stories too. That's why when I listened to your first episode, which is about you know your your rough start into life, and then I drove up here to do this podcast, I was like. <gasps> Like that makes me so happy to see someone who had such a like rough start to life, and that you're just like a hard worker building things. You had a beautiful house, beautiful family. I'm like, good for him, man. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. I really take pride in the things that I have, and that you know, I try to try to make everything nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. 
and uh, try to help other people as well with a podcast. So, Absolutely. I can see that. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. I enjoy talking to you. And Likewise. I'd lo- I would love to have you back sometime. Absolutely. You do it again? I'm always looking for, you know, this <laughs> kind of promotion. This is the best kind of promotion you can get, that local feel. So it is. For it's, sure. it's the best. And it feels feels like a, a podcast. Like it feels like a – Feels like a podcast? It feels like, a, like, a, like you're in a studio. <laughs> no, I know. It's, you're it's in my a basement. professional <laughs> setup. Yeah. We got Joe here doing the tech stuff. Very, very <laughs> professional setup. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again for doing this. Absolutely. And, uh, Anytime. With that, we'll end this.